Today we're going to be talking about the devoted man. And I want to start off with this scripture in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 through 3. Paul says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service to worship, of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment, as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. And in starting, we're going to talk about the idea of self-realization. And this whole message is focused on how we as men become a devoted man, men who are devoted in our faith, uh, men who are devoted to our families or our, our relationships, whatever it is, but especially to our faith. And I believe it starts at this point of self-realization. And um, strong devotion comes out of a humble heart and understanding. Strong devotion comes out of a humble heart and understanding. I strongly believe that a person's level of devotion or a person's level of repentance is dependent on their level of realization of Jesus. Again, repentance is not this dirty, foul word. Um, it simply means to change direction. And I, I, I really think that most men in our lives, we, we have a natural inclination of, uh, most men have a natural inclination of, uh, of passivity and and simply the the idea of not caring and it takes hard times for us to start caring about certain things and repentance it just means to change direction and so when i'm talking about repentance in this form i mean in the sense of uh being an ordinary man to turning into a devoted man and i believe that's dependent on our revelation and realization of who jesus is and the more that we know him, the more we show him in our lives. In turn, it leads us to understand more of ourselves and how much we need God in our lives. You can't understand more of Jesus without understanding more of yourself. The more that I understand Jesus and who he is and why he came to the earth, the more I understand why I as a man need God in my life. And this is a humble self-reflection. The humble self-reflection of us being cinders and undeserving of grace serves a much greater gratitude and motivation to seek out the one who has given us grace and wiped away our sin. So the, what I'm saying is that the whole process of even just confessing our sins to God is to teach us humility. Uh, I was just having this conversation with Nathan the other day um, through text, and, and the whole idea that why does God ask us to confess our sins to him. He's omniscient. He knows all things. And uh, what I was projecting is that the whole idea of us confessing our sins is not because God doesn't already know, but because it causes us to practice humility. The simple act of confessing, of telling God our sins or telling, talking to God is an act of humility, a process of humility. And without humility, we puff up ourselves to be good people. And in turn, we don't have the need of a savior. I would argue that the imagery 
that this imagery of, of us being good people is the most common self-projection of each individual and that really no one is truly good. It, it is with humility and this, this kind of understanding of God and oneself that motivates us to invest our time and energy in a spiritual devotion. So to summarize everything that I'm saying, to become a devoted man, we first have to get our minds right in understanding that we need God. That's, that's everything that I'm saying, is that the more that we understand how much we need God in our lives, it, whether uh, just our general life and our work life and our, our uh, marriage life or our family life, every part of our life, even just our individual self, this self-realization of needing God, it brings about humility and it brings about a type of uh, desperation, if you will, for us to have the intention or desire to devote ourselves to God. And so that leads me to our next our next point. So once we get past this idea of self-realization, which I believe anyone that would call themselves a Christian, anyone that comes to a point of uh, a surrender to Jesus, they go through a self-realization stage to where they realize, I'm in need of a Savior. I'm in need of God's grace. And this next point is where I believe a lot of people um, get uh, find stumbling blocks. And this next point is excused or not. The only person who believes excuses is the person giving them. The only person who believes excuses is the person giving them. While many, go th- many people go through cycles of self-realization, many drop off at this point of taking action but making excuses of why they can't. I think that a lot of times when we even hear the term making excuses, we write it off and say, well, I don't make excuses. I think a better way to unpack this idea is we excuse ourselves from participating in certain things. We excuse ourselves. And it sounds, uh, it, when we say make excuses, it sounds too harsh. Well, I don't make excuses. But we do excuse ourselves from a lot of things. Every person's life is different. But every person's life is also the same. We all have different obligations and lifestyles. But... We all have obligations and lifestyles, even though they look different. Everyone's life varies in constraint, and some people can be more. Uh, some people's lives can be more difficult than others. That's for sure. But we all have to come to a point where we decide what we want to happen in our lives. We all have to come to a point where we decide what we want to happen in our lives. And I would argue that we make time for what is important. I think the time constraint is one of the biggest reasons of, of why we excuse ourselves from, from real spiritual devotion is time. And I would argue that we make time for what is important. Some of us would say that we don't have time for devotion, but we make time to work out. I'll, I'll be the first one to admit that it's a lot easier for me to, to, to work out in my home gym than it is for me to pray, uh, to, to sit down and have real devotion time. I, I make time to work out. I make time to, to play games. I make time to uh, watch TV. I make time uh, to have sex with my wife. I make time for all these other things. Um, but it, it's because I have to, I make time for those things. So if we make time for what's important to us, it's because of our self-realization. Uh, it's that self-realization of what we desire and what we need. And if we're not, truly understanding Christ 
uh, we are not really understanding the reward of devotion. So it, the, the part here that I'm saying is, if we continue to excuse ourselves from, from important practices of devotion, or in, uh, this, this time or energy in devotion, I believe that goes back to that we do not have a, a good self-realization of our need for Christ in the first place. And that we it we should really go back to this simple idea of maybe my the way that I think about Jesus isn't as solid as I thought it was, because we are not valuing the reward of devotion when we excuse ourselves from it, and we often excuse ourselves of things that we don't feel that we have the energy or mental capacity to do, until we get to a point where we can no longer go without it. I want you to think about times where maybe you've gotten into spurts of like, you know what, I really need to read the Bible. And so you kind of go through this this process of like, I'm going to read. And you go a couple weeks of like investing in your devotion or maybe it's prayer or going to church. And you have like this set time period where you go at it because you realize you're desperate for it. And then eventually once you get your your uh, tired of it or your mental fix, you, you put it off to the side again. And... It's this, uh, I believe that half the battle is a mental game of, of understanding that we need devotion in our lives. We need to really just make, get past this mental game and know that even when we feel um, the bare minimal of, okay, like I'm, I'm good, we, we really need to still press into God in our lives. And when it comes to the, this excusing ourselves part, I think that a big battle in this mental game is understanding that you can. That's a really simple statement that is is more profound than initially heard. Understanding that you can. Whatever whatever reason we've made up in our mind of why we can't, of understanding the simple reality that you can. And then the other half of this coin is deciding that you will. So first understanding that you can, and then deciding that you will. So take off these ideas that we've made up in our head that excuse us from devotion and simply jump in. And that brings me to our last point, which is this. Actions over intention. While intentions are nice, actions are real. While intentions are nice, actions are real. Intentions are excuses, secret cousin. It's very easy to convince ourselves that our intentions are valid, just as you once thought your excuses were. Intentions can make you believe that you're stepping closer to your goals, even though you've done nothing. Intention. Actions will always speak louder than our words, especially our intentions. This goes beyond devotion, and it really goes into every aspect of life. Your, your action is what will bring change and results, not our intention. So don't get to tricked into staying in this waiting room of intention, but just simply act. Don't get me wrong, planning is good. And sometimes we need to make a basic plan to get things started. But there are also times where you just need to do it. There's simply times where you just need to do it. There's no plan needed. You just need to jump in and do something. There's times where there's no need to think, to think it through or to make a plan. Times where you truly need to start 
and have trial by fire, especially when it comes to, uh, to anything personal, whether it's diet, whether it's working out, whether it's family time, especially spiritual devotion, just doing it first will help you to put a realistic plan in place after. So many people psych themselves out when it comes to just simply working out. And they're trying to put this plan and make it work uh, to this perfect idea of a schedule and make the time constraints good. And then it, it becomes so burdensome to where it just does, it looks, might look nice on paper, but it doesn't work out in reality. It's intention, but the action doesn't follow through. Sometimes you just need to put on the shoes and just go outside. You just need to get to it. And it's the same thing with our devotion time. Remember, it's not always about it being perfect, but more about simply getting it done. We just need to get started and see where things go. I believe that Jesus sets the example of devotion to us in the fact that his ministry shows him planning journeys. He plans these long journeys where he goes across these seas, goes from town to town, yet he stops what he's doing just for what needed to be done at the moment. All of most of the miracles that re, we read about Jesus doing is him just stepping away from the plan and doing what needs to be done in the moment. I believe that if we start thinking like that, we'll be we'll become such more devoted men, not only in our spiritual walk, but in our families, in our marriages, in our workplaces, we'll become so much more devoted when we allow ourselves to just take action when it needs when action is needed he was devoted to loving people and it shows in the fulfillment of that love on the cross his devotion to his people was seen on the cross so with that being said i want us to take a moment to to pray and at, at any point in this message uh, you're thinking about devoted life in yourself And you're thinking about, well, where do I start? And the Bible makes it so simple. It says in the book of Romans that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, that's all it takes to really start this journey with Jesus. And that's that journey is a devoted journey in relationship with him. All you have to do is start by the action of speaking to God yourself. You don't need to be led through a pretty prayer. You can just simply start talking to God. And uh, whether it's you talking to God for the very first time and putting your trust in Jesus, or maybe it's you thinking about your devoted life right now and wanting to have a moment of change direction. Say, God, I've been really, there's a wedge between me and you. I've been far away from you. I've been, uh, I really feel like I don't even hear you anymore like I used to. And I want a devoted relationship with you again. I want to be close to you. Whatever way it is, It takes the simple action step of talking to God and saying, I can and I will from this moment. I need you with me. You will help me, but I can and I will from this point forward. So I'm just going to pray for us as we close this message. God, I thank you for what you're doing. And I pray that you minister to these men and that you cause us to become devoted men who are strong in what we believe in to where our actions speak louder than our words. And that it is seen in our devotion, rather us simply speaking about devotion. I pray that you bless these men in Jesus' name. Amen.